Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we hope to inspire you to dream big and push past your fear, empower you to take charge of your own life, and challenge you to be the most authentic self you can be. Simply Authentic Podcast. I'm Tanya Murfin. And I'm Angie Mullings. We have with us today a guest, Janet Judd from the St. Louis area. And Angie, tell us a little bit about Janet. So Janet Judd, she's a rock star realtor in the St. Louis area. She's been a realtor for 38 years. And in addition to that and being a committed realtor, she was um, she does NAR safety across the country. So she gives gives presentations on safety. In 2021, she was the Missouri Realtors president. She also graduated from the FBI Citizens Academy in 2021. And prior to her real estate career, she had a career as a law enforcement. Uh, officer. So, Janet, thank you so much for Welcome, joining Janet. us. I am absolutely delighted to be yeah. here. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. Sure. Well, what our listeners may not know is that Realtor Safety Month is in September, mm-hmm. and we're not just highlighting things that affect realtors today. We want to talk about, Tanya, safety in general. We do. So, if you ever went to the mall, had to park way out there, and it might be dark or getting dark, and you realize that when you come back out, you're gonna be alone, it's gonna be dark, and you have a fear of, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm by myself. So I think there are so many safety experiences that we have probably on a weekly basis. We're hoping that you can kind of highlight some things that people can be aware of. And and I think awareness is one of the things we wanna talk about here, Janet. So with your police background, tell us a little bit of what your experience is with safety, with people just being at risk. That's a great question. And the process isn't always easy to, to talk about. Sure because you don't want to upset people. So much of what happens negative in this world, people are embarrassed and they don't want to report it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they don't talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of you guys for bringing this to everyone's awareness factor. Yeah. So when we talk about shopping, you know, my thing about telling the agents and telling consumers is that when you go to the store, you have to pay attention to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So you need to be cognizant of where you're parking. So when I go to the store, I'm always parking in those two rows that are lined up with the front door. Right. So I'm not gonna come out of the store and go, where did I park? Right. You know, because I have a habit. Mm-hmm. So it's either in this row or it's either in this row. So it's one or the other. You know, and you wanna have a habit of how do you pull into your, your parking spot? Mm-hmm. Do you pull through or do you just pull in? So I'm a puller througher. Me too. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way to be. So for safety factors, you know, when the bad guys are on the parking lot, they really are in a parking lot in a large vehicle or a white van or the dark van, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But what they're looking for, they really do shop for victims. Mm -hmm. And they will shop for teenagers, the blondes, the brunettes, any and all sizes. Mm -hmm. So when you're parked next to a strange vehicle 
and you and you're realizing that and you're picking up on it you just want to get away and if you want need to check your phone get into a different area of the parking lot so i don't sit in my car in that parking space i will pull into a different area of the parking lot and i may take up a couple of spaces but i'm checking my phone and now i'm nice and wide open so no one can sneak up on me it's a good tip so one, so that's one thing about your parking space. Okay. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is you know, when you're going into the store, coming out of the store, don't be on your phone. Yeah. Put it away so that if you're carrying something that can help protect you, you want to have that available. Mm -hmm. So I carry a Kubaton. Mm -hmm. So it's a small six-inch item that you can purchase on from Amazon. It can clip to your key ring, your purse, whatever you want. It can clip onto the back of your phone if you wanted it to. Mm -hmm. But it's just a very handy, it almost is like the size of a pen, but it's pointed. And if someone were to grab you, it's not you hitting them with your fist or hitting them with a key mm -hmm. or something like that. You're hitting them with a weapon that's going to hurt them. Mm -hmm. And it's something that looks innocuous. So that's what you want to be aware of. And you want to be cognizant of, hey, what if this person comes up to me? And what they'll do is they'll just kind of bump you and throw you off, throw you off kilter. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go, oh, be okay. And then they'll kind of like swoop, swoop you up. And then all of a sudden you're in a car. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll pull up real fast. Now two guys are putting you in the vehicle. Mm -hmm. The other thing that on the parking lot is you don't want to um, be a victim of they will use older women young young women to entrap you mm. so you're going to be on the parking lot you're busy and focused in getting to your vehicle and then this little old lady um, is going to say can you help me put this dog food in my car mm -hmm. in my trunk so there's a ruse it really is so, yeah mm -hmm. and the, you'll go over there thinking, all right, I'm going to be nice. And all of a sudden you get tased. And now you're in the trunk of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So use your shopping cart as a way to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. It seems unusual to have a shopping cart and to think of it as protection. But it's a way of having someone between something between sure. you and them. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So, you know, I've helped people at Sam's, you know, when you see them struggling with something. Right. But I will say, do you mind stepping away? And then I'll put it in there. Right. And and people don't mind. Right. So because you're just you're saying it with authority. Right. Yeah. You know the problem that we all have in society is that we're taught since kindergarten to be nice, polite, courteous, sweet. Kindness right. matters. Yes, yes. Don't be rude. And yeah, we've right. learned that. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're being rude. You're being more authoritative, mm -hmm. and you're not being subservient. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're taking care of yourself so that you can get home. Yeah. yeah. yeah Where are the other areas that you often see safety risks? And I know it can happen anywhere, anytime, but we use shopping as our first example. What would other examples be? For me, it would be, I would not have family pictures uh, just displayed in your home with the day and time they were born, the middle, their middle names, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I, I just wouldn't have that visible. Mm -hmm. If I was posting pictures of my family and a new baby, I wouldn't have the name over the crib. Mm -hmm. So now you're just telling some pedophile 
that you've got a new baby named Emily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what those guys live for. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to know that I've got a two-year-old there. I don't want right. them to know her name. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when kids are getting off the bus, and now you've got their name in a room or something, these bad guys will call, call out someone's name, and mm-hmm. the little girl in the pink, you know, sweater turns mm-hmm. around, now, now he knows she's Emily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. don't give bad guys an opportunity to know too much about your family. And I think online, we do these things because we want our friends and family to know we just had a baby, we're celebrating, mm-hmm. we, you know, whatever. So we don't even consider the fact that it is a safety issue when we do things like that. It really is because these mm-hmm. bad guys troll and that's yeah. what they look for. Yeah. So... You don't want to have a bunch of stickers on the back of your car. So that tells a story about you and your life. Mm-hmm. So let's say, and I'm not picking on Shih Tzu's people or, or beagles or little tiny miniature poodles, but let's just say you have one of those cute little doggies and you put the sticker on the back of your car. Mm-hmm. Well, now they know that you've got a tiny little dog so they can bring treats for it and keep it mm-hmm. keep it quiet. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you have motorcycles and you've got these motorcycle stickers on the back of your car or four-wheelers or whatever, now they know you've got some good things in your garage. Mm-hmm. So if your garage door is up, they might come and borrow something permanently from you. Yeah. Right. You don't need to tell them what school your kids go to nobody's business you don't need to tell them your husband works in oil fields because now he knows they know that you're gone for three months exactly so there's a lot of things you need to think about before you put on your vehicle yeah yeah or online just like you know i've often heard when you're on vacation don't i post my vacation pictures when i get back exactly i don't post while i'm there just because you're telling someone that you're, if they know you live alone or your family is right. all out on vacation, they could, if they have your address, they could um, rob you blind while you're on vacation. Absolutely. Even your luggage tags. Mm. You know, we're all very aware of having a lug- luggage tag on our luggage. Mm-hmm. But having an open one where you've got your name and your address mm-hmm. very visible. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because <laughs> me it's, too. Yeah, Mine it came should with be covered. One about this size. Yeah, mm-hmm. it should be covered uh-huh. because if the airline needs to rip it open, they'll rip it open. Mm-hmm. But the bad guys, if it's in a luggage room, the guy takes a picture of it, calls his cousin mm-hmm. in Denver, and says, mm-hmm. "I'm not picking on Denver," <laughs> but if they call their cousin and say, "You know what? So and so's here from Denver," and that's going to be a good time to burglarize your house. I'd never thought about mm-hmm. that, Janet. So have a covered luggage tag. Yeah. yeah. What a big difference that right. can make. Great tip. Yeah. Absolutely. Are there any safety misconceptions? Is there anything that, that we hear over and over on the news or, or on social media, anything that you think is a misconception that people think and, and it's not that way about safety in particular? Bad people look normal. True. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. thinks yeah. the bad guy looks like a yep. bad guy. Yep. Yeah. But a lot of times they don't. Yeah. That's a so great answer. So yeah. you mm-hmm. need to trust your gut. Yeah. And we're all animals. Yeah. 
Yeah. We all really are. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of how we're configured and how we're wired. Mm -hmm. So some people are predators. Some people are prey. Mm -hmm. That's the way some animals are. Horses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know animals are prey when they have their eyes on the side of the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So... That's why sharks mm. have them in front. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah. but when you keep that in mind about predator or prey, which one are you going to be? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're you're either going to fight, it's going to be flight, you're going to run, yeah. or you're going to freeze. Mm -hmm. So those are misconceptions. People like to think that they're not going to run. You're right. They might be freezers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think we know until until yeah. something bad happens. Yeah. I was in a safety class last week with Donnie Allen here in Springfield, and your name got mentioned because I know you guys work together sometimes. And that subject came up that you don't know if you're going to freeze or you don't know if you're going to act. And about an hour in, it was a three-hour CE class, about an hour in, he was, you know, talking about his tactical gear and tactical this and that, and he had tables of stuff weapons essentially for us to be more prepared but in the first hour man I was ready I was ready to act I was ready to beat somebody's butt so but I don't know how I would react if in that state I hope mm -hmm. that that fight or flight kicks in and my adrenaline goes we're doing this mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but but we don't know well one of the misconceptions is is that you don't know how you're going to react, but if someone mm -hmm. just burst into the room, and if you, even if you had a weapon on you, I'm gonna say a gun, someone could be on you within 21 feet before you even, you have to recognize yeah. the problem. Then your body wants to go into denial. Mm -hmm. Then your body's going, okay, what am I gonna do? Yeah. All those seconds have passed, so now the bad guy's on you. Yeah. So you need to realize time is going to go by very fast, and you need to process Quickly. everything. That's a big misconception. Mm -hmm. They think it's instantaneous, mm -hmm. and it's not. Mm -hmm. It's just that other people, um, you know, responders are trained to handle it faster. Right. So you have to think about that and process how you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, are you a fighter, a biter, a kicker? Or a, mm -hmm. right. right. You know, my daughter, bless her heart, she grew up with my husband as a police officer with me. Right. And, and she's a panicker. Mm -hmm. Pure panic. She mm -hmm. freezes. Yep. And we're like, how did this happen? Right. <laughs> how did we create you? Where did we go wrong? <laughs> Pure panic. <laughs> Do not tell her. <laughs> Well, we mentioned earlier that this is Realtor Safety Month, and safety has become a huge conversation in our industry in the past few years, I feel like. And I've done this for 21 years, and I can look back on some of my early experiences, and I, I don't know that safety was a topic back then, and mm -hmm. you know, my first mm -hmm. five to 10 years. So what tell us about realtor safety and I know that it's probably applicable to anybody's job if they're dealing with the public but give us some of your expertise in that of what what you try to teach people what are the the key takeaways from your classes you give well with realtor safety you're right it hasn't been talked about for a very long time mm -hmm. and it came into 
the scenario and the, the picture in 2015 when Chris Polycron, the National Association of Realtors president, and it was because an agent that he knew, Beverly Carter, mm -hmm. she did everything right. Her husband knew where she was going to be, yeah. everything correct. She was removed from a house by a man and a woman. They planned on murdering her. Mm -hmm. They thought she was a rich agent and she died because they wrapped her head in duct tape. She suffocated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they found her a couple of days later. That was, that's what generated all yeah, okay. of this. Industry yeah. changing. It really yeah. did. Yeah. And yeah. so from there, we were able to write courses. We've changed them just recently. Mm -hmm. So we've got new courses. And when we see the numbers from the Department of Labor, the Department of Labor considers real estate a high-risk occupation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we look at the numbers since 2011, and when we talk about our profession, we're talking about appraisers, property managers, inspectors, loan Everybody. officers. We're talking licensees, realtors. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about the profession, since 2011, 20 have been murdered since 2011, mm -hmm. each year. Mm -hmm. So that means with 20 individuals dying, that's more individuals dying every year than officers on New York City Police Department. Wow, that's scary. Yeah. It's very scary. Mm -hmm. And it's because we're the only occupation, we're the Wild West, mm -hmm. we're Pop-Tarts. Mm -hmm. Someone really expects to say, I have cash, I wanna see a house at two o'clock, you better show it to me. Well. That's where we need to change the, the scenario. Yes, right. And the public needs to realize we're at risk. And like mm -hmm. any other professional, appointments need to be made. Yes. Right. And so when your realtor says, that's okay, but I'm going to need to know what kind of vehicle you're in, what are your license plates, and I need to see your driver's license. Now, the driver's license, there's a caveat there because, um, Identity crime is the fastest growing crime in the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the IDs now, the fake IDs are so good that even law enforcement is having a hard time mm -hmm. telling what's a real ID. Mm -hmm. And the predators will, they have no, oh, I can't think of the word, They're, no hesitancy right. in mm -hmm. showing you an ID mm -hmm. because they have four or five of them. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. So, and they're yeah. gonna look normal. They're gonna look, you know, they're gonna be probably a white male between the ages of 35, 55, socially adaptable. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna look strange, mm -hmm. but they're gonna gain your confidence. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we need to question as realtors, we need IDs from you. Yeah. You know, we need to say, come into the office, we need mm -hmm. to know if you've been pre-approved. Mm -hmm. And we need that exchange of information before we take you to someone's home. Yeah. Right. Right. They expect to have a safe process. This is part of that process. Yeah, I'm so glad that you that you talk about that because I feel like when we talk to our potential clients, sometimes they think we're getting too invasive. We we are asking for too much information, right. and so I think it's a really good thing for us to point out the reason we are asking for those types of things is is basically safety. We. I train new agents, I'm sure Tanya you do as well, that you meet people at the office. You do not run out and show a vacant home to someone that you don't know. We're, we're right. 
2015 has and everything that happened with Beverly Carter, I think at least at a minimum, most brokerages are saying you must meet at the office. You need to meet at the office and mm -hmm. there's a reason for that. So when realtors start asking you questions, it's the information they need, but mm -hmm. it's also the information they need to stay safe. And I think it's a exactly. great um, point to make. And they need to make appointments to see homes. Yeah. Yes short and sweet yeah yeah you know open houses are open for a reason that's right mm -hmm. so and but there are a lot of agents now in other parts of the country open houses are one hour mm -hmm. one hour because if you really want to see that house you will get you'll, there during yeah. that hour yeah. or you'll make an appointment to see it yeah. right right do you find that a lot of agents have had precarious things happen to them during open houses I think it's the perfect opportunity right it really is when if you're in a vacant home what other job are we telling someone I'm here all by myself yeah. probably mm -hmm. I mean that's mm -hmm. when they've been hit with hammers they've right. been hit with wrenches right. I mean they've been attacked right and that's part of what and then they don't report it mm -hmm. the average rapist has 11 victims before they're usually caught oh my gosh mm -hmm so think about that mm -hmm. so so much goes unreported mm -hmm. so when someone says 25 percent of the time yeah i've had those moments of fear i know those numbers are higher mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those numbers have right. gone down because of the realtor safety program right they've gone down which we're happy about because we're teaching right mm -hmm. but i know that number's still higher yeah 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 well and and i find that it doesn't matter how much education you give certain agents. They are the Pop-Tart realtor who is gonna pop out the door and go show that house the hour that that person is called because they feel that's their obligation. And I stopped doing business that way just because I've done it for 21 years now. I know I don't, I don't get those people to buy houses. Those people just want to get in a door. Usually it's not for safety reasons. It's for, you know, they, oh, I think I like this. Well, I think I can afford you know, it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, right. but I think that there, there will always be that amount of realtors out there or other service industries that just think, oh, I've got to make that sale. I've got to go to that appointment. I've got to, I've got to be there within the hour. Mm -hmm. And I tell me what you find on the road. Do you find that people tell those stories still a lot? They to do. You? I mean, yeah. the hands will go up and they'll say, yep, <sighs> I'm a pop tart. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm a pop tart. Yeah. And that's when, and I, I say the words, the bad guys, you yeah. know, they know that about us yeah. and they know the verbiage, what to use, yeah. and yeah. they will sound very credible. And they know to say, I'm from out of town. I'm a cash buyer. I want to buy this weekend. All the triggers, yeah. they know it. Mm -hmm. It's like giving candy to a little kid yeah. or showing them a puppy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what they're doing to the realtors, <laughs> right, hitting yes. all the triggers. Right. Yeah. So when you hear all those triggers, mm -hmm. let your radar go up. Yeah. Because guess what? It probably isn't going to happen that way. Right. And right. if that property is remote, mm -hmm. If it's not in a subdivision, there's no one nearby, there's not safe Wi-Fi, if it's a long way off the road and it's solitaire, that's where bad things happen. Yeah. And that's where you trust your gut. I would guess that that's one of the top things that you tell people, regardless of whether it's a realtor or anyone else, 
we need to learn to trust our gut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I left someone behind one time. He made me very uncomfortable. The questions he was asking wasn't about the house. Mm -hmm. And this was back in the days when we drove in the car with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I let him off at the street corner. Really? Mm -hmm. And he got out? He wasn't happy, but yeah, he yeah. got out. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't happy. I was like, get on the payphone. That was before cell phones. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Throw a dime yep, out the window. Use that payphone. But, um, yeah, he made me that uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I've had a situation where I was showing a house, and he showed up with a friend, mm -hmm. a big friend. So it was two mm -hmm. men, and the house was vacant. I opened the door, I let them go in, and then I called my husband, and I just pretended I had a work call. Mm -hmm. So I never went inside with them. Mm -hmm. yep. And guess mm -hmm. what? They were out in two minutes. Yeah. And said, this isn't going to work for us. Yeah. 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 Gosh. Mm -hmm. So, so those scary. are things that the public needs to know why we act the way we act and that we're trying to protect them because mm -hmm. someday they're going to be a buyer and they're going to be a seller. Mm -hmm. For sure. And when we talk about having someone um, that's, you know, pre-approved or qualified or a good buyer going into their home, that's when they need to protect their medications. Mm -hmm. Right. That's when they need to put away their firearms. Or now what we're finding is in many states where cannabis marijuana mm -hmm. is legal mm -hmm. now there's gummy bears on the coffee table right well mm -hmm. you can't let kids eat those no. kids think that's candy yeah. yes and yeah. you've got to stop them from eating that yeah. it could mm -hmm. be marijuana yeah so it's now we've got other things to mm -hmm. think about mm -hmm. i haven't thought about that yeah. mm -hmm. so yeah. true though great great tips and that was because an agent shared that with me she took some gummy bears and thought they were candy, and before she left the house, she started to feel high. Oh, gosh. She had eaten, like, five of them. Oh, my. <laughs> that might kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would be on the ground. You'd be, you'd be sleeping yeah. on the sofa. They're <laughs> having a party oh, in the house. Yeah. Yep. So that's the kind of stuff that – but right. I'm always brokenhearted when I'm teaching and then on a break – someone will come up to me and say, I was raped, I was assaulted, I was mugged. And I've had men, you know, two out of five, they're men. Right, yeah. And so. they're probably less likely to report it. I would guess there's some statistic out there that says men are less likely. Exactly, they're gonna yeah. fight and mm -hmm. it's gonna escalate much faster. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they're gonna be in harm's way. Mm -hmm. And they just need to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And if they're more safety aware, then they're going to pass that awareness on to their friends, their family, their coworkers. Mm -hmm. So it's not me blaming men for not doing that already. I'm right. encouraging them to do that. Yeah. Right. You know, be a leader and encourage safety. Yeah. 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 And I think just as an overall thought that we can leave the listeners with, it's that you're never you should never assume you're safe in any situation and i don't mean we need to live scared you know because mm -hmm. we certainly mm -hmm. don't want to live scared but mm -hmm. that in all situations you need to be aware of your safety am i safe and right. be looking for the red flags the pink squirrel yes mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what i call it you know um look for that something unusual yeah. if it's summertime and somebody's wearing a big long jacket Yes. Mm -hmm. That's when my radar goes up, yeah, you right. know, or 
they're wearing a really bulky jacket, mm -hmm. that's when the radar goes up. You mm -hmm. just want to pay attention to things like that. Mm -hmm. And their questions and their demeanors, and are they sweaty? Are they looking at mm -hmm. you? Are there, right. is there a vein throbbing? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, because they're apprehensive. Yeah. You know, you don't see their hands. Mm -hmm. Right. Most right. people, the hands are out. Bad guys, sometimes they're in the pocket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of things. But you know what? We um, Talking about geotagging, mm -hmm. about if you're taking a selfie at your house, be cognizant of that because now someone on Facebook or TikTok can find out your location. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you want to disable that. Now, if you're talking yeah. about safety for your family, you can enable the GPS so that someone always knows where you're at. Right. Mm -hmm. So my husband, I've enabled it. He's a contact on there. Right. Mm -hmm. He knows if I'm at Marshall's, you know, right. if I'm shopping. He knows Dang where it. I'm <laughs> Yeah, he knows. <laughs> so nothing's a surprise. But the good news is he knows when I'm showing property. Yes. Yeah. He knew when I arrived in Springfield. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. Yes. Right. For so sure. there's a lot of safety apps on there that people can put on their phones. Yeah. You're right. And they can share that with members of the family. It's mm -hmm. not just for realtors, but realtors can use them also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can share that with members of the family. Mm -hmm. And um, just remember that you want to take control. And you don't always have to be polite. Mm -hmm. And you can be aware mm -hmm. and ask people for IDs. You can call. And that in your vehicle, you want to be safe in your vehicle. Mm -hmm. yeah. So be aware Great of tips. what's around you. Yeah. 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 All great tips. Awareness. Don't be complacent about the things that you do. You have a routine. Do you, do you have any tips about um, varying your way to work or something like that? I've heard that a lot. Don't always take the same route to your job or home from, from work. Yeah. And I would say that applies with the stalkers. Yeah. You know, um, but the bad guys, like I talked about on, the, on a parking lot, mm -hmm. what they'll do is they'll follow someone home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they'll they'll because right. you're getting in the car. Chances yeah. are you're going home. Yeah, and they'll go. Okay, where does this person live? Yeah. Right, and that's how they'll find that out. Mm -hmm. And so now when they're walking the dog or something like that, so you know, watch out for your kids. Yeah, yeah. Watch out for your kids. Yeah. Hmm. Great tips, Jan. Yes, we appreciate all of that great information. We like to kind of wrap with our guests and ask them about a real estate story that stands out to them. Now, you've been a realtor so for a long time. So do you have any real estate story you want to share with us, our listeners? You know, I am just on a happy, doing a happy dance because I just had a client. I sold her parents a house 30 years ago. And now she's all grown up and married, and she's selling her parents' house. Mm. You know, they're retiring, and they're moving away. Yeah. So I'm going to be selling her a house. And the fact that you can be in this business, have customer loyalty, they yes. trust you implicitly. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And that's what I love about this business. Yeah. And that's awesome. what keeps me going. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a privilege to be able to work with different generations, isn't it? It really is. It's an yeah. honor. And when yeah. you get to work with them, it's just, I'm just absolutely tickled. The yeah. best feeling. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. Well, thank you, Janet. We appreciate your time and your expertise. All right. Be safer Thanks, out there. Janet. Yes. Be safer. So we really want to thank Janet Judd for being our expert guest today. She had some great tips for safety. And now in this particular segment, we want to highlight some 
real life stories that have happened to realtors. For those of you who may be questioning why we're highlighting safety and particularly realtor safety, in a National Association of Realtors survey, 23% of realtors said that they have feared for their safety. 73% of them say that now they do follow safety protocols, basically because of what happened to Beverly Carter in 2015 and because the National Association of Realtors has made such a big push towards realtor safety. 43% mm -hmm. um, of realtors carry a self-defense weapon. 54% of them, um, I'm sorry, 43% of males carry a self-defense weapon. 54% of women do. Wow, so it's high. it's a serious thing in our, our industry. Yeah. We are one of the uh, industries that are hard hit by, um, by crime. So Tanya, I know that you asked the question to some of our local realtors mm -hmm. and tell us about some of those stories that you heard. Okay, so I'm going to use just a first name on these stories and they were all very willing to share and really just wanted to get the the word out that it's not just women who get mm -hmm. taken advantage of or find themselves in scary situations actually i have more men's stories than i do men, women so i'm just going to tell a few here so this story came from bud he was at a house that he was hired to be a property manager on. So it had had a tenant in it. The tenant got evicted and Bud was going in to just make sure everything was okay and in order, ready for the next tenant. Guy walks in the back door with a shotgun, hmm. stands in there pointing the shotgun at him for a period of time. And I asked, you know, how long did this last, this encounter last? And he said, it was it seemed like it was 30 minutes yeah, he sure. said it, it could have been five he said honestly the adrenaline was running so high in me mm -hmm. that i'm not really sure how long it lasted but he stood there negotiating with the man and the man thought he was the owner mm. so the person who had evicted him Mistaken the man identity. that's right the man yeah. thought i'm gonna get this guy so mm -hmm. apparently he had been evicted he had lost his girlfriend or wife in the process they yeah. had left him so he was truly in you know he was in a bad place it, he was in a really bad place yeah. bud ended up talking him outside they go outside bud was able to get the gun away from him mm -hmm. dislodged the bullets in it there were bullets mm. in it and he threw it up on the roof so that no one could get to it wow and and the situation ended there so that that's super scary i yes. can't even imagine dealing no. with that Another story that I had was there was a there was a agent with an owner who was very impatient that his house wasn't selling. Hadn't been on the market very long, but the owner decides to put a for rent sign out. So the agent finds this out mm -hmm. and by agents going and showing it saying, "So is this for sale or for rent?" And so he ends up going to the house to eventually talk to someone who was actually living there. So he had told his seller, you know, we've got, it's either for sale or for rent. It's not both. You right. can't do both. You've hired me to sell it. Are we selling it? Mm -hmm. So the, the seller claimed, yes, I want it sold, but yet apparently had given some homeless people mm. the 
the right to be there for one or two nights mm -hmm. just to to get off the streets to gather themselves and and the owner was on board with this mm -hmm. well then people an agent shows up to show the house and these people are in, living in the house and so he call and they won't let him in uh -huh. to show it of course yeah. so so this agent calls the listing agent and tells him what's going on so the listing agent is with his children gets in the car heads over there mm -hmm. parks in the parking uh, the driveway behind the truck that the the homeless people owned mm -hmm. and he also i i feel like i know more about this story because he his car recorded the whole thing and he sent the recording uh. to me so i actually watched it oh wow so the tenants if you will were the the man was a teeny little old man probably mm -hmm. in his 80s so nothing that this agent didn't think he could take he wasn't threatening right yeah however he starts they they have an encounter and he says i you know i don't know what you're doing here but you need to pack up and leave mm -hmm. and the man gets angry and aggressive and is yelling words at him and calling him names and stuff and the agent comes back to his truck for a moment and his you can hear his children in the car the gentleman goes back in the house and comes back out with a machete. And you can see him come back out with a machete and his son in the car on this video says, oh, that man's got a sword. And which, you know, we, the agent that this happened to, we laughed at that, but yet, you know, his poor oh, son and yeah. daughter are scarred for life. Yeah. And so the agent goes back to talk to the guy and thinks, you know, this guy is not going to take me with this machete, uh -huh. but he he quickly just the situation kind of de-escalates. He calls the seller, and they end up getting these homeless people out of there. Mm. But you know, yeah. what if that little old man with the machete had been a you know a thirty-year-old big muscled up you yeah. know yeah so yeah anyway that's a crazy story i have a story from one of the females mm -hmm. and she had a friend who was attacked and had attempted rape mm. to her actual friend that was a realtor i believe in the st louis area so mm -hmm. her feelers were already up knowing mm -hmm. this had happened to a friend of hers gotcha so she gets a sign call and this was early on in her career, so years ago, mm -hmm. before we had mm -hmm. all the safety protocols in place. Mm -hmm. the, she, she goes alone, decided to go alone to the house, and a smaller framed man meets her there. They go in the house. She thinks, okay, well, you know, she's sizing him up, doesn't mm -hmm. feel terribly threatened. Well, pretty soon, in rolls a giant man on a motorcycle oh, wow. and she says she goes and looks and sees him pull up mm -hmm. and says to the man in the house with her oh who's this and he said oh i i forgot to tell you i'm having a friend join me mm -hmm. so this very large man comes into the house they start looking around and the story was told by amy amy immediately said you guys go ahead and look around i've got a call coming in i've got to take this mm -hmm. acts like she's on the phone mm -hmm. 
she they go upstairs in the attic and they yell down at her hey can you come up here we're wondering about this blah blah and amy said i've actually got a another call coming in i've got to step outside to take it mm -hmm. so she steps outside calls the front desk tells them her location mm -hmm. of her office tells the location and says i'm going to keep you on the phone because i'm here with two men mm -hmm. that i think are up to no good yeah so the men come down from the attic after she wouldn't go up there then they go to the creepy basement and they're yelling for her to come down mm -hmm. to the creepy basement mm -hmm. and hey can you come down here and look at this electrical blah blah and she had enough sense to say you know you guys can look at this it was a foreclosure mm -hmm. you guys can look and see as much about this house that i can this is not yeah. my listing i don't know anything about it if we have questions afterwards you know we can figure that out but mm -hmm. i you'll have to figure out you know i'm not coming down there essentially right. she told him she wasn't coming down there right and so they quickly after that packed it up and left and she mm -hmm. said you know all the skin was standing up on her neck mm -hmm. because she knows that they were there to do something yeah and so thank goodness she had the wherewithal to to you know to not go back in the house and to to do the things she did to circumvent the situation right. right you know that goes back to trusting your gut which a couple of the agents that I talked to and Tanya I wouldn't be surprised if this hasn't happened to 75 or 80 percent of our oh, realtors agreed. where we've been in a situation i know when i was a young agent i drove out to seymour didn't know anything about this house had just had a call while i was on floor duty i drove out to this house the pictures online there there was furniture in the house and and so on and um i got out and i met this guy and first of all no cell signal and got out and it was wind down this little gravel road and i get out and I opened the door and I just immediately had a bad feeling because he said, oh, I thought this house was vacant. And I just immediately started making stuff up. I was like, oh, no, I talked to the owner earlier and they just drove up to the end of the road and mm -hmm. um, they're just waiting up there until until we get done. And then I just proceeded to act like I was on the phone and he walked in right. and he was in there like two minutes. And then Vanessa, one of the agents I talked to, had a very similar thing where she went out to a house out in Rogersville and the guy was, was dressed very plainly, t-shirt, jeans. She's all cute, you know, in her suit. She wasn't, back then she didn't, we, we, we have learned to think about how we dress to go and mm -hmm. show different types of property. Flat this shoes, was, not yes, yes, this was on five acres and it had mm -hmm. a barn. And she said, had I thought about it, I would have dressed differently, but I was in a suit and heels. And she said, I walked in and it was just very odd because there was sparse decor in it. And there was like, he had like five t-shirts and five pairs of jeans folded on the, on the dresser in the, in the uh, bedroom like he was just maybe camping out there that's kind of uh, what i got the feeling that yeah. that she thought and then yeah. he said oh you have to go out and see the barn or the shop or whatever it was and and she maneuvered out of that she did not yeah. go out to the barn because again if you trust your gut and something is telling you that something is not right it yes. probably isn't right. and like i said i wouldn't doubt that 75 80 percent of our realtors have had something like that happen if they've been in the business for any length of time agree completely agree yeah uh, let me tell one more story sure. here Angie and then let's give some tips some of our best tips for realtor safety or 
public safety. Again, I think like we mentioned in Janet's interview, a lot of this is just normal daily activities that we need to be aware of and, right. and, and not keep our head in the sand and on our phone. Right. Uh, one of these other stories was kind of a, a story about our sellers and, and or buyers wanting to have control of the situation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so he had a higher end listing, <clears throat> excuse me, the seller told him that he was out of town this week. He, it's getting close to closing. He's got to find out if the repairs were done. So thinking the seller's out of town, the agent says, well, I'm going to go out and get in the crawl space and look at the repairs and see if they were done. So he is actually physically in the crawl space and the wife calls him and the wife says, my husband wants to talk to you and gives the phone to the husband. And he said all the while the, he knew that the personality of the husband was to be in control. He mm -hmm. had wanted to control aspects of the contract that weren't really in his control. It's mm -hmm. in the verbiage of the contract. Mm -hmm. So he already knew that and, and it had been a little difficult to negotiate with him. Anyway, so he gets on the phone with the, the seller and says, hey, yeah, I thought you were out of town. They're actually inside the house. So, so there's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Like, why'd you lie to me that you're out of town? So comes out of the crawl space, gets, they come to the back door, he gets invited in. So they're t standing there talking about repairs and closing and the seller declares he's not going to be out of the house on closing day, that he's mm -hmm. going to be out three or four days later. Mm -hmm. And the agent is negotiating once again, something that was very clear in the beginning. We've talked about this closing day is the possession day. You will need to be out on the closing day at the closing time. We, we can't go back and negotiate that now. Mm -hmm. And the seller became so enraged with not having control of what the agent was telling him, I suppose, and what the, you know, the information was, he attacked him. Oh my God. Came at him, was hitting and trying, just trying to get at him. Well, this is a, you know, a man that is obviously taken aback by this behavior. Mm, yeah. And I guess the wife was trying to pull the man off of the agent and she got hit back and he said, I, I have no idea if she got hurt in the altercation. And he said, I know, had there been a weapon sitting there on the counter, I would have gotten stabbed, shot, mm -hmm. something. He, mm -hmm. he said, I've never seen somebody go zero to 100 so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So he just kept saying, I need to leave. I, let me leave your home. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And he was able to get out. He amazingly held the deal together. The guy did go to closing and got the broker involved. And it was a mess, but he, when he was telling me the story, he was shaken still oh, retelling I'm sure. it. Yeah. And can you imagine that oh. happening to one of us, oh. Angie? No, no. So frightening. It frightening is frightening. So as we wrap up, you can see that we've got some real life situations where things have gone wrong, but we just want to leave the listeners with some tips. First of all, yes. again, just trust your instincts. Um, if you're a realtor, meet with your clients in public. I always say if you go to the house, don't pull in the driveway, park in the street. Right. Um, Easy out. 
Yes. Easy access. Yeah. Yes. Use the buddy system. Let somebody know where you're going. And that, that applies to everyone. Yes. And yeah. we screen clients these days. We have apps on our phone that we can look you up. So don't you be calling me pl- pretending like you're somebody else, Jordan. <laughs> We're going to look you up. But really, yeah, yeah. I, those apps are out there to protect us from That's the right. public of That's pretending right. they're someone else. Right. Yeah. Use the buddy system. Use the buddy system. I don't go show alone anymore. I just yeah. don't. Yeah. Right? There's no, no reason that I need to go show alone and no. be put in a situation. Make sure you keep your personal information private and stay informed. And, you know, if it makes you feel better, take self-defense classes Um, whatever you need to do to feel safe out there. We appreciate you guys listening today. We hope that you've gained some knowledge and something to do in your future for safety by listening. And we want to thank Gershwin Mortgage. They are on site with us today. Yes, they are. Jordan and Kate are phenomenal. So thank you. We appreciate you. And thanks to Janet Judd. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.